Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. All right, everyone, it's Wednesday, and the episode I have for you today, I'm not um, I'm not quite sure where this episode falls um, because I interviewed the parents of the late actor Cameron Boyce. Now, I don't want to say this episode is necessarily depressing. Um, It did make me sort of reflect on, you know, my own children and my family and just how absolutely terrible it would be to lose a child. Um, So yes, for those of you that are not familiar with Cameron Boyce, he was a child star. He was 20 years old and he had epilepsy and he died of a seizure in his sleep um, about three years ago. So super sad. I mean, like he was so great. My kids love watching him in The Descendants. Um, The it's not a series. It's a, a series of movies on Disney. Um, and also in Grown Ups, he was in all the Grown Up, Grown Ups 1 and 2. And he's just, he's, oh God, he was such a good actor. And he seemed like such a good person from what everybody said about him. You know, um, I talked to his parents a little bit about his relationship with Adam Sandler because I remember like seeing Adam Sandler's Instagram post initially. That's how I found out Cameron had passed away. And um, yeah, just absolutely heartbreaking. Um, So, you know, his mom basically says, his mom Libby says, you know, when we found out he had epilepsy, it just didn't seem like a big deal to us. We, We didn't really know it could be fatal. And, you know, that's partially because the doctors didn't really um, explain it properly. Like, yes, this can be fatal. And yes, you should do X, Y, Z. So if anything, you know, this should just be, um, I don't know, like a wake up call, a lesson for for everyone just to to take better care of yourself. And, you know, if you have a condition, look into it, even if you don't think it's it's very serious. Um, At times her her phone does seem like a little bit or her, she seems a little bit uh, far from her phone, so I kind of tell her to, to get closer. So I tried to to tune it a little bit so you could hear. But um, And yeah, my I don't know what was going on this morning with my computer. I feel bad. My email kept dinging. So I'm sorry, okay? I'm just like a hot mess express. Um, what else is going on right now? I'm trying to think. Um, you know, it's been an interesting week in movies. I want to say for my husband and I, we watched, um, the new movie on HBO Max, Barbarian. (laughs) I mean, I, we watched on Halloween, so don't get me wrong. It was definitely a Halloween movie. We also finally watched Don't Worry Darling. I have so many thoughts on Don't Worry Darling. Uh, Overall, Don't Worry Darling, for me, missed the mark. I thought it was a super daring concept that Olivia Wilde, um, 
took on. She took on a daring project. It was really an interesting um, plot, right? It's just, she could have done more with it. I wanted more of the backstory with her and Harry, or with Florence Pugh and Harry Styles and like their life before they get to this dystopian universe, you know? Um, And then Barbarian, super scary. Oh my gosh. I would, I would watch that just because it's entertaining and you don't really have to think. Um, Yeah. And I think that's really it. There was one other thing. Oh, I'm watching this show, Friend of the Family on Peacock. That is the Jan Broberg story. That is completely insane. If you saw the Netflix doc, um, Abducted in Plain Sight, oh my gosh, you have to watch this because it's basically the story of this little girl that was kidnapped by a family friend twice and that's not even the half of it. It's insane. But anyway, um, all right, I'm going to play after this quick break. Uh, my interview with Cameron Boyce's parents. Um, it's just, oh, they're just lovely people, and I just really appreciate their time. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. (laughs) No one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Victor and Libby, I think it's like 6 a.m. where you guys are, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. So you're in Cali. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So I I first want to just start off by um, telling you how much your son means to our family and still means to our family. Um, my children, they are obsessed with The Descendants. So I would say we watch that movie on repeat <laughs> um quite frequently so yeah so Cameron you know he really really means a lot to us and it's I hate to say this I you know I've never told my children that he passed away because they're still very young and I actually don't even know how to tell them to be honest you know yeah how so what's that how old are your kids they're four and six four and six Oh, yeah, they, they, they don't need to know that. Yeah. They don't, right? Yeah. No, no, not at all. Just let them enjoy. And when they're 15, they'll, they'll find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. guys, you have other children, is that correct? We have one daughter. We have a daughter. One daughter. Okay. And now, how, how is your family doing since um, Cameron passed? How are you guys handling everything and, and, and navigating your, your everyday life? Well, um, you know, the thing about it is 
that, I mean, the one thing that I think about, obviously everybody grieves very differently and Victor and mm -hmm. I grieve very differently. Um, although we have our moments where we melt into each other. Um, mm. You know, I, I think a lot about what Cameron would want. And Cameron was an incredibly giving and optimistic human. Yeah. Um, and he was so family oriented, like Aww. everything to him. Yeah. Lifting up his family and, uh, you know, he would be the life of the party in a, in a sense, you know, not in an obnoxious way. No, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Good. It's all good when he arrives. And, um, and so, you know, obviously we have, I mean, it's been three, almost three and a half years. And, you know, like this week, just with Halloween, for some reason, was triggering for me. It wasn't last year. It wasn't the year before, but this year it was. And yeah, you know, we just have moments where we both just need to disappear and just have a good old whale. To be I know. But, I know. I've carried on. Um, his sister um, has definitely made very clear that she's going to, you know, live her life. Um, and you know, obviously I work really hard in my job and Vic does his thing and, mm -hmm. you know, he's, you know, focusing on the foundation. So, you know, we, we're doing our thing and we're trying to hold our head up and we're trying to do the right thing by Cameron and honor. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm thinking about like for you, I'm sure, you know, he started acting very young and, and I'm sure a lot of your world just revolved around that as a parent having to bring him here and, and handle this and that. And it must've been just like crazy when all of a sudden you just, you didn't have to do that anymore. Yeah, that's very true. It was like, there's so many losses. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of them is like, you know, Cameron was really, really starting to like enjoy his work in a different way yes. uh, than he did as a kid. You know, he was 20. He was thriving he was an incredibly creative person mm. so he was you know he had picked up the guitar like a year before and was already just an amazing guitar player and yeah you know, he was just finding his voice and his wings and and really like thinking about what projects he wanted to do and making things happen so um you know he at that point he had already you know he was living on his own he didn't need a parent on set anymore so it had changed right. a little okay but, his world was exciting and it was enjoyable for us in a lot of ways. And we were uber proud of him as we are of our daughter. Of course. And and how old's your daughter? She'll be 21 December. Okay. So yeah, they're fairly, fairly close in age. And now had the epilepsy and just forgive me. Cause I, I wasn't, um, I didn't, I guess, follow that he, he had epilepsy. Cause I don't really know if it was publicized a lot, but how did this affect his life previously? I think it's, it, he had a few seizures before this. Yeah. Um, he was diagnosed at age 16, but he only had like one seizure a year. Oh, wow. So it, like to us, it was not, it was a deal, but it wasn't a big deal. Mm -hmm. If you can yeah. understand, because we didn't really understand it. Nobody really explained it to us. We had no idea it could be fatal. Like, yeah. It, okay. It, we just didn't, we're not informed whatsoever. So we weren't wow. really talking about it, you know, outside of our family and our close friends. Okay. Um, and even there, we just didn't, we didn't focus on it at all. Um, wow. And obviously that's a lesson learned. Oh and my gosh. I just want to say that yeah. he didn't let his epilepsy 
um, affect his day to day. He was not going to be um, put down by it. He was not going to stop working. He was not going to stop enjoying his friends, especially and like Libby said, his family. Mm-hmm. So it, it, he wasn't like, oh, oh, why me? Anything like that. Like he, he right. barely even acknowledged it. He, obviously, he knew he had it. And when he did suffer a seizure, he did not like that. It was a, a very bum, a big bummer for him. But, you know, mm-hmm. he would always bounce back and he would always just return to the, to the lovely, wonderful kid and young man that he was. Um, he he yeah. never let it. Uh, rule his life, so to speak. Now, let me let me ask you. Uh, I mean, when when he was first diagnosed with epilepsy, and the doctors explained this to you, you you know, Libby, you mentioned you're like, we didn't really think it was a big deal, and I would feel the same way. I'd be like, okay, well, you know, he has a seizure once a year. Cool. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, did they did they not really tell you the severity of it, or I like I guess because I, I wouldn't know either. I think that, um, you know, first of all, uh, your average neurologist um, uh, probably won't tell you about, you know, how it could be a dangerous thing. It's just, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you have to see an epileptologist um, who can give you more of the facts. I just feel like uh, we really got no information other than take this medicine. Okay, sorry. Can you talk a little closer to the phone? Something we're working on. Sorry, just come a little closer to the phone. You sound so far away all of a sudden. (laughs) Okay, so he just said, just take Uh, this medicine. I was just saying that I I think that, um, you know, the the medical community is responsible to do more education up front. Right. And uh, we had very little information provided to us. It was very blase. um, And that's how we treated it. And got medicine and we're like, okay, maybe the medicine will work and you know, because he only had a seizure like once a year and it was always in his sleep. That's an important thing. Also, oh. like if it was during the day, we might have been a little more concerned. But we thought, oh, he if he has another seizure, which mm-hmm. we always had no idea if he would because he was taking medicine, maybe they'll go away. Right. Uh, right. So if he had a seizure in his sleep every year, he's on a pillow. You know, he's, yeah. he's not going to fall and hit his head. Right. He thought he was safe. Right. Oh my gosh. And now how, how would these seizures set him back at all? He had a headache. He okay. have a headache. Go ahead, Vic. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, yeah, he would, he would definitely have a headache. What mm-hmm. would happen is he would, he would wake up groggy. He would have bitten his tongue, which was, which was one of the first indicators. Let me go oh. back a little bit. When he yeah. had his first seizure, we didn't know he had a seizure till we went to the hospital and they said he had a seizure. And what we were told was sometimes you get a so-called flea seizure okay. and you may never have another one again. And so fast forward a year, he didn't have another seizure. So we literally kind of thought, oh, you know, it, it wasn't an issue. And right. so the second seizure, and that's when you're diagnosed as epileptic. So, you know, his epilepsy journey kind of began a year after his first seizure. And then that's when we started, like, getting more concerned, you know, that he got on medicine and things like that. But to answer your question, the seizure would always give him a headache and would always, like, make him a little sad. Or not sad, but like, damn, I don't like this. Yeah, Um, yeah. Like I said, he he would come back and just go, you know, do his basketball, do his, do his, you know, 
his uh, mm-hmm. his work, you know, act, dance, hang out with his yeah. friends. He did all the normal things, you know, as normal as a, a kid on TV could be. Because yeah. you know, that wasn't exactly normal. Yeah, um, exactly. But, you know, he, he had his close, yeah, he had his close circle of friends who are still, you know, they're still in our lives, a hundred percent, his mm-hmm. best friends, and um, you know that will always be the case. So yeah, it, yeah. It, it was a bummer, but he was not let let it get him down. Is the answer to your question? He he really just sounds like such an amazing kid, and I um I'm a huge Adam Sandler fan also. And I saw you know Adam Sandler seemed to be very supportive outwardly. You know, in the media, was he like that in in real life as well? Absolutely, Adam is, is fantastic for that, and and. Adam and Cameron had a really good relationship. It was yeah. kind of weird because yeah. <laughs> they, they were kind of similar. Mm-hmm. They, they were similar in humor. They were similar in um, uh, how, uh, like, kind of happy-go-lucky. And they were also similar. Like, Adam, if you notice, the guy never stops working. He, he does project after yes. project after project. And, and his work ethic is off the charts. And Cameron was the same. So oh. they were very, very similar in that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. I, I do remember I, um, I saw Adam's post and he was, you know, he, he just seems like such a genuine guy. And it's funny. We, he's from my hometown in New Hampshire. We just saw him, um, his stand up whole thing. And it was, it was great. I went to New Hampshire just to see it. And he just, you know, he seemed so genuinely, um, just so brokenhearted over Cameron and that just, you know, that killed me. So that's really amazing to know that he was so wonderful to you guys and, and, you know, that he and Cameron had such an amazing relationship. Um, It it was was genuine. Yeah. Yeah. No, it seemed like that. Well, um, you know, I think that if people can take anything away from this, I mean, I know that I am, I'm, I would a hundred percent, look into, you know, epilepsy and, and learning about it and, and treating it like it is, um, you know, a fatal disease. Cause I never thought it was fatal. I really never did. And I don't think I truly believe you Libby that I don't think it's clear. I do not think it's clear that it's fatal when people think about this. So, um, I think helping to Obviously, spread, I mean, we don't want to be like scary here. Um, and it's mm-hmm. unusual. Okay. The, the fatal part is unusual, but it is possible. Right. On, on many fronts, not just SUDEF, which is sudden unexpected epilepsy, which is what happened to Cameron. But, right. you know, I mean, if you have a seizure and you fall down and you hit your head um, or, you know, you're near a pool or whatever. I mean, there, it, it, mm-hmm. it is something that needs intensive research and uh, understanding of, of your triggers and your particular. Um, there's 40 something, 40 or so different types of epilepsy. So you wow. just need to be armed with information about your epilepsy. Right. And, and I think it's, it's like just bringing awareness. I mean, it's just, it helps, you know, if somebody is listening to this and, you know, something happened to them, they can look into it. It just takes, you know, one, one moment of somebody just, you know, bringing it up or just making you aware. So um, I hope that, you know, we can help at least one person. So Thank you so much. You guys are so incredibly strong. And, and as, as parent to parent, I, I, I'll just say it. I fucking can't imagine. So, um, yeah, you know, yeah. God bless yeah. you guys. Truly. You don't, you don't <laughs> want to imagine. I tell people that all the time. They say, well, I can't imagine. I'm like, you don't want to just imagine don't. this. Just don't. I know. <laughs> I know. You, I know. you don't. 
you don't. And I, I no. can only, I can only, um, uh, I mean, you just, you must miss him so much. And I, I, I truly hope that, you know, I don't think you'll ever find peace, I guess, but I just, I, I, I am praying for you. I, I will pray for you guys forever. So if that's not that it Thank means, you. you know, anything, but it, I, I will. <laughs> Okay, guys, that was Victor and Libby Boyce, the parents of the late Cameron Boyce. They were so great. Sorry that I cut it off at the end. I was out of time. So these interviews just get clipped so quickly sometimes because we are timed. It's so annoying. Um, Anyway... Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple. And um, until next time, thanks for listening. 